WWF Light Heavyweight Champion Gilbert, brother, and you're listening to the Cretans Guild Podcast. The Cretans Guild cannot be found on Disney+. One thing that just reminded me, because we used to do these things called cold opens, I used to listen to a lot of podcasts in the car, Mm -hmm. because that wonderful commute of mine of I-4 allowed me plenty of opportunity to listen to podcasts. So during the shutdown... I got way behind on a lot. <laughs> it basically came down to what can I listen to while I'm taking a dump. And uh, I got really, really far behind. But as I have to commute uh, once again on I-4, I realized I wish my car had three different designated horn sounds. Okay. One in the left, one in the right, and a big bastard in the middle. And the big bastard we'll get to, but obvi- the, the, the one on the left would have... This really, actually, it would keep the horn that I have because I have a Kia Soul, and the horn that sucker's got is really, really pathetic. It sounds. Hack. Yeah, we have a key, we have a key, we have a Kia Soul as well. I'm familiar with the sound. Okay, so yeah, you know, it's not intimidating. It does, it, it barely scares birds. Sure. And I wish you know I keep that, and that would indicate my mentality of, uh, excuse me, sir, the light has turned green. I'm not in too big of a hurry, but if you want to keep going, we're good to go. The, I, I totally understand you, what you're looking at on Reddit on your phone is is kind of interesting and everything. But, you know, it's it's time for us to move along. Let's go. Okay. And then, like, uh, a second horn on the right, which would uh, emphasize some kind of urgency, but, you know, not crazy. Like, oh, hey, hold on. You're about to merge into my lane. Whoa, no, don't. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, not, nothing that crazy. And then the really big horn means, get the fuck out of my way! Yeah, uh, that's all logical to me. It makes sense to me. I've driven on I-4. Ah. I understand the logistics of driving on I-4. You need at least three different horns. One that sounds like a shotgun gu- uh, loading. I was just about to say, several automatic weapons, <laughs> you know, a couple of uh, ill intentions. And yeah, then you've got a chance to actually make it to work on time on I-4. But Ooh, even that would be a challenge, but hey. Yeah, so my 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 podcast time was the because uh, when I worked at Full Sail, uh, my commute was rush hour every day. Ah, to and fro was rush hour in Orlando. Ah, ouch! So I had I had a six and a half mile drive home, which to those of you not in Orlando, you go six and a half miles. So that's what like fifteen minutes of driving. Oh, mm-hmm. contraire, mon frere. Uh, no, uh, my six and a half hour drive in the afternoon regularly took me about two hours to get home. Um, <sighs> Uh, because I would just be stuck on 436 or Howell Branch or 1792. Oh, God. Uh, because I was going from Castleberry to Altamont. And it was two hours of podcast time. On Tuesdays, it was great because Tuesdays is when I called my grandpa. So I'd talk to him on the phone for two hours and that was fine. But um, yeah, other than that, it was like every other day it was like, okay, it's going to be two hours of nothing. Let's listen to a podcast. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Pass the time because I can't listen to music anymore in the car. It just it like dulls the senses. Music is music is for work for me now because I got so used to having Spotify and I use it all yeah. the time now. So it's I'm I'm working. That's what I need to work. I need to listen to music uh, to get my job done. So yeah, long car trips are now audiobooks and podcasts. Oh, what did you listen on the drive to Tennessee last year? Uh, Victor complaining that we were in the car too much, <laughs> um, <laughs> primarily. <laughs> Uh, uh, welcome to 80, uh, episode 84 of the Cretans Guild podcast, by the way. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we listen, we listen to a lot of music. Um, but we, I think the main thing we listen to is we listen to, uh, I think the first two books from the Dresden Files. 
to to listen to those on the drive down because they're not they're 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 vampire magic books, but they're not scary. So mm. Victor could listen to them as well. Um, and when he wasn't paying attention, just played on the switch. Um, but that that was primarily what we listened to because it it was I think it was a ten hour drive for us to get down to Gatlinburg. Okay. Because I mean, it's it's pretty much the half the halfway point between between Michigan yeah, and Florida. It was about twelve hours for us. Yeah, it, it was it was it might have been closer to twelve hours. We all you know we stopped in Cincinnati on the way down um, and, and to a couple of places that we knew there that we really liked and but yeah it was, it was primarily audiobooks. So I think it was the Dresden Files that we listened to. What about you? Uh, we had a two hour clip of our favorite Weird Al songs. Nice. So we would listen to that. Let the boys watch uh, a DVD. Uh, then we would listen to the Weird Al clips again. Okay. And then another DVD. And it, we just, and we knew that once uh, the Weird Al had finished out, it's like, okay, now we need to pull over, have like a little pit stop, and everything's groovy. We recontinue the cycle sure. all over again. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, guys, if you if uh, if you're just tuning in, uh, welcome to uh, again episode 84 of the Cretans Guild podcast. We are part of the Podfix Network. It's podfixnetwork.com. Uh, you can listen to podcasts like the Perfect Package Podcast, uh, which is Podfix's newest member. Uh, Chad and Dave select a weekly theme and design around that for the perfect movies, characters, and plot with choices coming from a snake draft build. So if you're familiar with how Bob and I did the sports movies a couple of weeks ago doing our snake draft there, kind of unintentionally stealing their shtick. Um, <laughs> sorry, guys. Uh, we, we, uh, that's kind of what they do uh, with, with their with their sitch over there. But, uh, yeah, it's a great show. Uh, Bob, you were just on it recently, right? I was. We built, like, the the perfect Halloween franchise. Okay. So we, had, we started with a character. One of us would throw out a pitch of her an idea, then the next person would pitch an idea, and then we would develop, like, a plot and the characters and just how it would be franchised and everything. And it was it was a lot of fun to listen to. It's it's a good short listen, nothing too crazy, and it's just basically two guys laughing at their own jokes, which <laughs> I thought was funny. Oh, well, we're used to that. We understand how that goes. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Halloween, how was your Halloween? Halloween was actually better than I was anticipating because I thought... You know, like two months ago, like Halloween's canceled, nothing's going on. Mm -hmm. uh, luckily, uh, there are reruns when it comes to costumes. I've done it myself as a kid, but my guys dressed up as Woody from Toy Story and the Scream character from Scream, the Scream oh, ghost. ghost. I don't know. Ghostface. Ghostface, yeah. And we had like a really ingenious thing where I took a pool net, attached it to an extended pole, and what they would do is they would knock on the door, step back, and they would stick the pole out so they're like the good six feet distance. Sure. And I, I like everyone said, "Oh, that's a really good idea." And I loved how like one of our neighbors uh, was handing out candy through tongs. So it was like, "Oh wow, people really got this down pat." That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Real quick, uh, we just I, I'm all kind of scatterbrained with with how this is going to be 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 run today. But just so everyone knows, uh, prepare yourselves. Because we are going to talk about episode one of The Mandalorian season two. It's coming up. There will be fucking spoilers. So just get get ready. If you haven't watched it yet, don't, you know, tune out of the live for the cast first right episode. Now. Yeah, for season two, episode one, uh, there will be spoilers discussed. Uh, we will be talking about spoilers. We'll be talking about the episode. But first, we got some stuff to talk about Halloween, and we're going to talk about our previous episode. Real quick, uh, for, for us, we we didn't do anything. Uh, we didn't go out. We uh, I bought a like $15 bag of candy at Costco the week before. Uh, it was all the good stuff. It was like Kit Kats and Almond Joy. Uh, nice. 
Hershey bars and uh, Reese's cups. Uh, we put that in a big ass bowl and sat on the bed and watched movies. We watched Beetlejuice and Adam's Family with Victor for the first time. Uh, That's and, something. Yeah, and a couple episodes of Treehouse of Horror. Uh, so, yeah, that, that was that was our Halloween. We we decided pretty early that Halloween wasn't happening this year. You know, it was it was just. Well, outside the house. Yeah, outside the house. We weren't. You, we weren't, you celebrated your own way. We weren't trick or treating. Um, you know, we're we're up here in Michigan, and there's a there's a heavy Yalcata presence, uh, <laughs> where uh, lots of you know. I mean, you guys heard about our governor's kidnapping plot. Uh, <laughs> so there's a lot of that up here. So we we decided that you know, since there's a lot of mouth breathers up here that don't you know wear a mask to breathe through their mouth, uh, we weren't gonna risk it we weren't going to take any chances so we just stayed home um and had a very nice chill relaxing halloween it was actually pretty cool <laughs> good some halloween's better than no halloween yeah absolutely and and last year it snowed on halloween so oh no kidding yeah yeah we got like three inches of snow on halloween last year so it was it was very cold and and very wet so it was nice to just you know put the electric blanket on and, and lay on the king bed and and watch some some movies this year snuggle up with some sandworm yep exactly exactly so if you guys listened to last week's episode you know bob and i uh because Corey wasn't here uh we were allowed to talk about sports um and we discussed our favorite sports movies um now Corey again is not here this week he he was he was actually uh way late on his way back to the east coast from the west coast uh, in Texas, uh, and is currently being held captive in the Alamo, uh, and is being held hostage for a bike, which is a little <laughs> weird because none of us ride bikes or own bikes. He's determined. Corey, if you have a Wi-Fi connection and you, and you see this, you know, let us know that you're okay. Uh, but we can't bust you out cause we don't have a bike, but we, uh, we talked about our favorite sports movies and what our, what our favorite ones were. And Bob, I understand that we actually got some feedback from a listener. Yeah, we got, uh, a comment from Theme Park Rob I wanted to share. Theme Park Rob is a guy that uh, I've met through. He's like a a friend of a friend of a show kind okay. of deal. Okay. But we we communicate back and forth. And he he had uh, some uh, some thoughts he wanted to share. Uh, sharing my two cents on this, his particular five sports movies in no particular order. Uh, first off, A League of Their Own. And he's saying that this might have been a lifesaver for the sport of baseball. And now that I think of it, yeah, it did come out at that time when baseball was in really big trouble yeah. for a number of reasons. Yeah, absolutely. Then he said, uh, Slapshot, as a side note, I saw the Cincinnati Cyclones and the Johnstown Chiefs play a couple of games at War Memorial there where they film Slapshot. Now, I, I want him to, re if he listens to this, I want him to tell us if those games are what were being filmed for the movie or he just happened to be there watching a game in the same building as the movie was shot. Well, Cincinnati Cyclones are, are, are a legit e ECHL team. Uh, the, right. They're one of, they're one of our team's uh, big rivalries up here with uh, Kalamazoo. So, yeah, I remember, I think they used to be in the IHL as well. Probably. Yeah. That sounds familiar at least. Uh, so after that, he says Friday night lights. He loves high school football and Texas high school football is brutal. No, I'm not going to say he's wrong there. It's, it's a religion basically. Sure. And then basically, uh, Caddyshack because goddamn, it's still funny. Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah, Caddyshack is pretty perfect. Yeah. And he ended up with Raging Bull because two words, Scorsese and De Niro. That's three words. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but we're not going to fault him for counting. It's sports. We don't have to worry about counting in sports. That's fine. So again, thanks, uh, Theme Park Rob, for commenting on that. We love getting our comments. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, absolutely. Um, I, I 
I, I flirted with putting a league of their own on, on my list. Uh, cause I, it's a good movie. Just, you know, top to bottom, it's Tom Hanks, you know, he's marvelous and everything he does and the cast uh, just overall is killer. Um, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know, for some reason I just didn't put it on there. I don't remember why I think, I think because I put bring it on on there or something like that. I don't, I don't remember what yeah. else I put on there. Uh, but it, bring it on's a great movie. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's a good, it's a good list. It's a good list. Um, if anyone else wants to uh, chime in, I know Corey had uh, threatened to have his own list of uh, <laughs> movies that are about competitions and maybe not necessarily sports, which is which is fair. You know, sports are a little out of his wheelhouse, but I'd like to I'd like to see what that is from him. But if anyone else has anything to add to that, I'd love to hear their thoughts too. Absolutely. All right. So I mentioned it earlier, guys. Uh, it is now spoiler time. Uh, we are going to be discussing. Season two, episode one of The Mandalorian, which was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, in simplest of words, yeah. So if if you have not seen it and you do not know what has happened in this episode, tune out and just come back next week uh, because, yeah, that's going to be the rest of the episode pretty much. We're going to be talking about- Just put the episode on pause. It'll save your spot, especially listen yeah. on Podbean or iTunes or whatever. Come on back after you watch. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely correct. Uh, and if you don't plan on watching, why? That's dumb. Yeah. Don't, don't be that guy. Don't, You're not a Star Wars fan. That's un-American. Yeah, exactly. You must live in Nevada. <laughs> 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 Any indication of what night we're taping on? Yeah. Uh, it, I, I, I am... I am it, for those watching live... Uh, there is a, uh, the, the CNN window is playing underneath our current chat window here on, on StreamYard. So I can, I can see if anything breaks, uh, right now we're down to 2,400 votes in Georgia separating the, the presidency right now. Um, and Pennsylvania is down to 48,000 and that was over a million yesterday. So, uh, shit's going down folks. Wow. So, So let's, let's, let's talk about. Let's talk about season two, episode one. Yeah, um, enjoyable stuff. Yeah, enjoyable stuff. Like, like really good stuff. Like, we, we start off uh, with, with Mando entering a city. Uh, we see some red eyes in the shadows, uh, which are nice and creepy. It's a nice, nice, ooh, it's almost Halloween. This is fun. There's something spooky to start things off with. All right, did you think those were Jawas at first? I did not think they were Jawas. I actually thought they were uh, Lothcats from, um, oh, okay. from Rebels. Like, that, that was the first thing I thought. I was like, ooh, are we getting Lothcats? Are we getting live action? Ooh, that'd be cool. Uh, they were not loath cats, unfortunately. They were not, but that's okay. Um, so we we open with Mando going into a fight pit, um, where a couple couple of Gamorians are, you know, trying to chop each other up with some vibro axes. Uh, and he sits down and talks to a cyclops. Uh, did you notice who voiced voiced the cyclops there, Bob? I noticed the voice was very familiar. The name of the character was Gore Koresh, by yep. the way. Yeah, Gore Koresh. Yep. And. I'll go go ahead and let you say it, but afterwards I'm like, no freaking way, that was him. Yeah, uh, really, really loved that John Leguizamo voiced a character in in this in this show. It was, it, he was he was awesome. Like like I listened to it and I was like, that's familiar. Why why is that familiar? That's really familiar. Uh, and <laughs> yeah, it was. I, I looked it up afterwards. I was like, oh shit, it was fucking. That's great. Um, well, I saw his name in the credits. And I'm like, who did <gasps> did he play? He played the Cyclops, didn't he? Oh my god. <laughs> Um, so basically what happens is Koresh tries to, uh, take the child from Mando, uh, or actually he, he wants the Beskar from Mando. Um, the child closes his, his floating, 
uh, bassinet. Crip? I guess. It's, yeah. Uh, and uh, Mando shoots off the, uh, the, whisp- the whistling birds, kill all of his bad guys. He breaks the dude's hand with his head on, from the Beskar steel armor. Twice he got punched in the in the helmet. And I'm like, okay, first off, I, I can forgive it. The second time, why are you still hitting him in the head? Yeah, yeah, not 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 a smart move by that Zabrick. Um, so we get uh, we get outside. Mando lassos uh, Gore Koresh and strings him up from a uh, a light pole, uh, and asks him to tell him where the other Mandalorians are, and swears he will not die by his hand if he tells him the voice. Tell him tells him the Great secret line. Great line. I will say the second he said that, I was like, "Well, there's some shenanigans happening now." Um, yeah, and he he to his credit, he didn't kill him. He did not use his hand to kill him. He he shot out the light and let the let the critters get him. Uh, <laughs> oops. I guess they were gremlins or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what they were, but that's okay. Um, so basically, what happens is uh, Gorkarash tells him to go to Tatooine because there's a Mandalorian on Tatooine. Uh, now everyone who has seen Star Wars before knows that the only Mandalorian that's ever been on Tatooine is Boba Fett. So right. all of us are instantly thinking, Boba Fett, Boba Fett, where? <laughs> <laughs> nice. Now, when you heard that, did you think, uh, I don't know about you. My reaction was like, oh God, we're going back to Tatooine again. It seems like every franchise of Star Wars goes to like these backwood planet. Tatooine places and to the point where it, it gets, can we see something new, please? But I like where it went. Now, how, how was your feeling when you heard Tatooine at first? Well, I didn't mind Tatooine, to be honest with you. Um, to me, a lot of the problem that I had with uh, the prequels, uh, most of the sequels, and then the new series is that it was a very inner rim facing series. Like everything was focused, mm-hmm. like everything radiated out from Coruscant and Naboo and stuff like that. You had glimpses of the outer rim. You had glimpses of Tatooine. You had glimpses of Hoth and stuff like that. But for most part, it was, everything is very centralized to Coruscant. Um, and the interesting shit happens in the outer rim. You know, that's where you get away from the Jedi. That's where the huts rule. Yeah. And it's where you get away from the magic. You know, you get, you get to the, the, the little bit grittier and nastier shit, Right. So yeah, prohibition doesn't apply. Here. Exactly. Uh, so you go from, well, the Jedi and the Sith are, you know, they, the Jedi have a temple on Coruscant. It's the governing power of the universe of the galaxy, uh, et cetera, et cetera. To I've heard there were magicians called the, called the Jedi once upon a time when you're in the outer rim. So things get a little bit, a little bit seedier, a little bit more dangerous in the outer rim. And frankly, more interesting because we don't know anything about it. We only know Tatooine. And I don't have a problem with them using Tatooine as a reference point. Once we got, once he landed and he talked to, um, what's her name? The, me- the mechanic. Uh, yeah. Pelimato, uh, who, who's played yeah. by, uh, I can't remember her name from Upright Citizens Brigade. Um, Amy, Amy Sedeus. Yeah. Amy. Yeah. Yep. Uh, from UCB. She, she plays that character. I love that character. I think the character is wonderful. Uh, she's a, she's a perfect kind of entry point into that world for a fan. Because she is just a fangirl. You know, that's that's basically mm-hmm. all the character is. I mean, I love that they brought her back. I do too. I love that they brought her back. I love that she had the R5 unit that blew up on Luke and Uncle Owen. Oh my God. That was just like the first of like a hundred callbacks. I'm like, was that, is that R, that's R5, isn't it? Yep. And and when they when they showed him up close and he had the, the carbon scoring around the bad motivator on his head, I was like, that's wonderful. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Um, oh, she, yeah. she still had her pit droids. 
uh, which I liked because I love the pit droids from the prequels. Uh, but Oh, you like droids now, huh? Yeah, <laughs> that was so funny. Uh, but once once they talked about that, and, and or once they discussed the different settlements on Tatooine, and they said, well, yeah, there's Mos Espa and there's Mos Eisley, but we're not going to talk about those. We're going to talk about Mos Pelgo. I was like, well, mm. that's new. That's completely new. I don't know anything about Mos Pelgo. I'm intrigued. Something's going to happen here, and I don't know what it is. Mando goes to Mos Pelgo. Uh, and gets just a, a phenomenal spaghetti Western entrance into the town. Walks into a bar. Yeah, well, it, he, he rides in slow on his horse, right? Everyone, oh, that's right. With all the, the villagers like staring him down. Yep, like, everyone stops and stares at him. It's like, who's this weird, this weird dressed guy riding into our town, right? Um, and he goes into the bar and there's a Weequay there, which is awesome. Uh, Weequay were the skiff guards for Jabba the Hutt in uh, mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. And... He talks to uh, talks to the Weequay and says, uh, "Are there any Mandalorians here?" Weequay says he doesn't know, and he doesn't know what a Mandalorian is, and says he looks like me. And he says, "Well, what about that guy?" And in walks Boba Fett. Kind of great value, Boba Fett. Um, so <laughs> dollar store. Yeah, it, it was it was close. It was close. It was it was definitely picked up at the you know at the pawn shop, Boba Fett. It was yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Uh, but this is this is Timothy Oliphant, right? So uh, we mm. knew he was going he was going to guest this season. We didn't know what he was going to be. Uh, but he plays a character called Cobb Vanth, and Cobb Vanth is wearing Boba Fett's armor. Mando is understandably upset about this uh, and demands that he remove it. So there's some tense stare downs. Uh, things go a little bit wonky, I would say. Almost a shootout. Almost a shootout. Very close to a shootout. Uh, and they come to an accord that, uh, after a crate dragon <laughs> rolls through town, um, and destroys <laughs> a lot of the town, uh, that if he helps him, if, if Mando helps Cobb kill, kill the crate dragon, he'll give him the armor. At this point, I'm referring to it as a sandworm because I don't know what else to call sure, it. Sure. <laughs> sure. So they go out, they go and we end up going, uh, they end up going to find the crate dragon and what they find are Tusken Raider sand people. Woo! So one of the neat things I really liked about this is Disney actually, so, so they show Mando communicating with him, with, with the sand people, right? Uh, speaking Tuscanese and actually using hand gestures and communicating via sign language. And one of the things I really liked that Disney did is they hired a deaf actor to play the Tuscan Raider that was doing the communication, which is pretty cool. Um, no kidding. Yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. Uh, before we get to that, though, before we get to that point, we, we, had, a, we had a montage a montage suit. It, it was like the most 80s action movie th- thing ever of where... <laughs> he was just missing some journey. Yeah, huh? exactly. Of, of, <laughs> of how Cobb discovered the discovered the armor, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and we find out basically that after the Empire left Tatooine, the mining guilds moved in and just started enslaving people. Things didn't get better for anyone on Tatooine. It was just bad. Um, mm. Yeah, vacuum of power. There's no huts. Exactly. But what we find out that happened... Is or how we find this out is that you know we see Mando on his swoop, and then up next to him cruises Cobb, and Cobb has a bike built out of busted ass pod speeder or uh, pod racer parts. Pod racer, yeah. And I absolutely love that. And it was Anakin's pod racer engine. Was it? It was Anakin's pod racer engine. Yeah. I didn't notice that. I, I mean, I recognize it as a pod racing engine. I didn't recognize it as Anakin's old one. That was Anakin's. At least I think it was Anakin's engine. I, I will. I will say I cannot confirm that, but to me it looked enough like it that I said that's Anakin's engine. Um, so anyway, oh, that's cool. They talk to they talk to the sand people. It's very tense because Cobb doesn't trust them. 
But basically what it boils down to is they realize that they're going to need uh, the Sand People's help in order to defeat the Krayt Dragon. Uh, they go back to town. It's tense. Uh, doesn't go terribly well, but they get a lot of explosives. A lot of <laughs> explosives. Like, what are you doing with this many explosives type deal? Yeah, like, I, I get that it's a mining colony and you need to blow some stuff up, but that's an awful lot of stuff to blow up when you have that many explosives. <laughs> um, so you go and they, they go back and they, they end up fighting the crate Dragon and they win. More like pissing it off. Yeah, well, yeah, they piss it off. Mando decides to grab a Bantha that is laden with explosives, gets eaten by the crate Dragon, blows him up from the inside, and is ejected forcibly from said Kate Dr- crate Dragon and was covered in Ecto Cooler when it was all said and done. <laughs> um, and this is all well and good. Uh, in, a, in a shocking turn of events, people on Tatooine kept their word. Cobb gave Mando the armor. The end of the episode, Mando is riding away on his swoop, and we see someone watching him as he rides away. And it pans out. Mysterious figure. And we don't see his face yet. We only see his his silhouette from the back. And he's got a gaffy stick, which is the, the weapon the Sand People use. And he's got a long-range rifle that the Sand People use. And he's wearing Sand People robes. But he turns around, and it's fucking Tamora Morrison, who played Jango Fett in mm-hmm. the prequels. And is currently playing, we believe, Boba Fett in Mandalorian Season 2. We, what what else could he be? Honestly, it's it's got to be him. It's either a clone trooper or it's Boba Fett. Like that's that's what it comes down to. All the clone troopers at this point are gray old men or dead, or dead, <laughs> or very dead, um, very very dead. It, it was it was a fantastic episode, top to bottom. It was smartly written. There was some really neat stuff that on on a second viewing, uh, like there's the scene where he he and Cobb are speaking with the Sand People. Uh, if you watch that, there's a sand person that's actually removed a little bit from the group and is sitting back from the group. And I've seen a lot of people online saying, I think that was Boba Fett because he had the robes and he had the gaffy stick and he had the rifle. Oh. And he was just sitting back away from everything. Like maybe kind of watching Mando. Hi, Gimli. I saw you move back there, buddy. Um, his head moved. (laughs) Um, most movie we've done all day. (laughs) Um, but yeah, it was pretty great. And you know they were they were sparing with Baby Yoda in this one. They could have gone over the top, but they didn't. Ki- they didn't do overkill with him. Uh, he hid in a spl- he hid in a spittoon at one point, which I thought was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought this is just a great episode. Like, what was what was your favorite part of it? Uh, th- there were so many freaking callbacks. Like one of them, uh, like right before the the dragon ate the bantha with all the explosive on it. Both uh, Mando and the marshal are standing next to it in their, like, uh, their Mandalorian gear. Mm-hmm. And uh, Mando takes the back of his rifle, hits the jetpack on the, the marshal, just like Han did in uh, Empire Strikes Back, and the jetpack just mistakenly malfunctions and blasts off. I thought, that okay, that was a great callback right there. It very much was. I, I liked that uh, if you looked at the jetpack, there was uh, a patch job done on it where the uh where it had been shot in return of the jedi so oh really yeah like there was there was metal welded onto the jetpack to to show which i thought was pretty cool um i liked how uh we saw the first time that missile being used yep absolutely i thought that was really neat um i liked that uh so so the character i'm actually reading this right now as we're talking about this uh the character of cobb vanth who was timothy oliphant's character uh, this is his first appearance live screen or on in live action, but yeah. he was in novels before, which I didn't know. Legend sources. Oh, not legend sources. Canon. Okay. Okay. So not in Canon. 
Um, I was, I honestly thought when, when they introduced Boba, Oliphant's character wearing the armor, I thought it was going to be Jodo Cast, who from the legends was a guy who found Boba's armor and pretended to be Boba Fett for a long time, but was like ridiculously, he's kind of like Dan Hibiki from Street Fighter. You know, he's, he was, he was serviceable, but like when you, you kind of scratch the surface a little bit, you're like, you're not a Shotokan karate expert. You're worthless. Yeah, exactly. Um, so I was, I kind of thought that's what it was at first, but it it being a, a different character from, from the lore and from the history of the, 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 the books was pretty neat. I, I loved this episode. I thought it was great. I'm really looking forward to episode two. Uh, I'm trying to watch as little about the season as possible because I want to go in, you know, surprised when I actually get to watch them. Absolutely. Uh, like I haven't watched a teaser for next week's episode yet, or this week's episode. I have no idea what's in it. I can't, I, I, I would imagine he's still looking for Mandalorians and I'm assuming we're going to see Boba Fett. Like that's, that's all I got. I'm, I'm wondering if, um, I'm just speculating here because I, I, I'm pretty sure I watched the preview for the next episode, but I, for the love of God, I can't remember what they showed me. I, I, I was like, oh, this was so good. Wait, wait what? What did you just show me? It doesn't matter. Uh, I think he's either going to stay on Tatooine for a little bit longer, like another two or three episodes, or he's going to leave immediately and then come back. Because obviously you can't do a reveal of Boba Fett without his armor and then not pay off on that. Sure. And I don't, I don't know how he's going to get off world because he seem he seems like he's stuck unless he's there for a reason. Like he wants to kill all the Sarlaccs on the planet. I'm not really sure. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I have no idea. So it's, it's, it's going to be an exciting season. I'm looking forward to it. And I'm, I'm hoping we, we, we also find out more about, you know, more about the, the, the child, but I, I hope they, they feature heavily on Mando this year. I hope it's, it's his story and we learn more about the Mandalorians and stuff like that. Now, I have a question for you. Sure. Um, he was more or less, uh, not really charged, but suggested to find the child's people. Mm-hmm. Now, my first question is, do you think that meant Jedi or do you think that meant the Yoda race? Oh, I don't know. I have no idea. I think it could conceivably be either one. Um, and I think that's like, I, I've seen one one trailer for the season leading up to it. Um, and we saw Sasha Banks was in it. Uh, we don't know who she's playing. Uh, there's rumors that, uh, Ahsoka is going to be in this season. I've heard a lot of rumors of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, it could be that that's what it is. It's Ahsoka. Um, or, you know, there's, there's been rumors of Ezra showing up in it as well and live action Ezra. So we'll see. I don't know. That means, uh, this Marshall and blue skin general Thrawn. Thrawn, jeez, yeah. Uh, these are two guys from the Legend series, which we assume were dead and gone, actually came back in some way. And oh my God, how great would it be if we had Thrawn in this in some way? It would be amazing. <laughs> Trying to find his footings, like, okay, the Empire's gone. Now what do I do? Oh, I'll probably go into business for myself. And oh God, that sounds devastating, actually. It could be It could be really interesting. That's season two, episode one of The Mandalorian. Uh absolutely wonderful to watch uh i i strongly urge you guys to check it out if you haven't done so yet um yeah definitely definitely worth looking at um bob have you definitely. have you have you checked out the new hyrule warriors age of calamity demo i have played the demo that's available yep me too because i've uh i i knew about the warrior series mm-hmm. and watching a couple of i guess like videos or, or trailers or something and i was immediately turned off. I, I had, I 
didn't want anything to do with it. Sure. And then they released a uh, a Zelda Warriors game um like a couple years back. Mm-hmm. I guess w- was it for Skyward Sword or was it uh it or was, was it another game it, or Princess Twilight Princess? It was it is around Twilight Princess. It, it it released on the Wii U. Um it was kind of in between uh Twilight and uh Breath of the Wild. So okay. it was yeah, somewhere in there. I tried it, and the the Warrior series is not really for me. Okay. It's constantly uh, just swarms of enemies, hundreds at a time, mm-hmm. over and over and over again. But I played a little bit of this new Hyrule Warriors, which the big selling point for me was the storyline for the Breath of the Wild mm-hmm. uh, prequels or whatever. And that right there is like, okay, I'm going to give this one a chance. The demo isn't very long. Um, I think it's like two of the four chapters, which is basically like a tutorial and a little bit of a playthrough. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, you want more? You got to pay for it. That type of deal. Yeah. I really liked – it got repetitive as hell for me, but I it still kept me intrigued because I was trying to figure out, are, are they doing like this – time travel manipulation kind of storyline what where is i want to see where it's going the storyline really has me interested especially that little guardian the mini guardian the, the yeah the one that sounds like boobo from clash of the titans <laughs> i heard that whistle i'm like that's boobo you're not kidding me that's i know i know that whistle i know that harry hamlin movie come on yeah it's it's um i liked it i, I won't say i didn't like it i liked it quite a bit um I my problem with the Warriors games is I get bored with them really quickly mm-hmm. because eventually it just does become the same thing over and over and over again. But I am curious if this is going to start bridging the gap between Breath of the Wild 1 and Breath of the Wild 2 because we already see that time travel is a thing. Like we know it can happen now uh just based on yeah. the intro of that game. Um so yeah, I I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Was it the Song of Storms? No. What oh crap. What game from Ocar- or what song from Ocarina of Time played the Song of Time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, so Secret Shame. I've played like two hours of the Ocarina of, uh, Ocarina of Time in my life. Boo, you're a bad nerd. I don't like it. Oh. I don't think it controls very well. Oh, God, here come the hate comments. I, well, that's fine. Bring it on. I don't care. <laughs> it's, um, I mean, it's it's a fine game. It's just it's not something I can play for a long period of time. And that's that's any N64 game. Oh, speak for yourself there, buddy. Well, it, it, to me, it's any, any N64 game, unless it's like No Mercy or Mario Kart. Like I, I can't invest myself for an extended period of time on it just because they're, they're clunky to me. They're, they're, they show their age poorly. And I didn't, I didn't, I I was, I felt the same way when they released because it was like, I don't like the camera. I don't like the way the cameras control. I don't like Z targeting. It was, and a lot of it had to do with the controller too. So fair enough. Um, it was the best I had at the time. So I absolutely loved it. It was like Goldeneye. Yeah. I'll play that sucker all day long. I always forget about Goldeneye. Goldeneye was a good time. Um, and I liked, I actually liked the, the first South Park game on it as well. I thought that game was pretty fun. Um, Banjo-Kazooie and Conquer. The, the list is way too extensive for me. Yeah, it, it's, it's a good system and I appreciate it more now that I'm older, but at the time I just didn't dig it. I, I liked my PlayStation. I liked the controller there better. So fair enough. Um, I think that's about it. I was hoping that the election was going to be called while we were on the air, but no, 
Everyone's just sitting no, that around. No, until after we're done. Sitting around pulling their dicks, trying to figure out what the hell's going on. So I'm I'm so glad that Nevada is pulling a page from Florida's book. It's like, <laughs> oh, that, oh, that's how we screw this up. Okay, all right. <laughs> that's that's as far as political talk as we're gonna get. Yes, that's all we're gonna talk about. Uh, I am gonna go back to watching CNN obsessively and uh, stress pooping because um, that's what I've been doing for the last four days. Maybe if I stare at it hard enough, it'll change. Yeah. How many times do I need to refresh this Reddit thread to get the results I'm looking for? <laughs> um, but guys, do be sure to keep the discussion going on Twitter, Instagram, and our Discord. Uh, links will be down below uh, or in other areas or just search Cretans Guild and you'll find us. Um, you can find the podcast on Podbean, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Tout, and you can find our socials <laughs> under Cretans Guild, which contains links to everything extra like we do. Uh, that is Cretans Guild with no spaces, uh, where you can find my YouTube channel, Square Pegs, uh, which Woo! just hit 300 subs. Uh, thank you, John Riggs, for the help on that. Uh, Skipper Bob's Breakdowns on YouTube, which is Bob's Orlando Lifestyle and Disney Vlog or Theme Park Vlog. I'm not going to say Disney. You, you, you kind of, you're an equal opportunity theme park attender. If I had a SeaWorld Pass, I'd be going there more. Yeah, exactly. SeaWorld, SeaWorld's pretty good. Uh, you can help to support us on Patreon, and we do have a merch shop on tpublic.com that features the artwork of the incredible Tom Solo. Thank you, Tom. Uh, we are, as mentioned at the top of the show, guys, part of the part, part of the Podfix Network. Uh, be sure to listen to all the great shows over there. Uh, so we say this to all our followers, new and old. Welcome, welcome to, to the, the Guild. guild. This was a podcast of the Podfix Network. You can check out more shows like it at podfixnetwork.com.